Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent Book Club. Session 9 we are today and we're in chapter 4 which is the chapter on stillness and we're in part 1. Part 1 is called Making Space to Stop. I hope you have um, been enjoying the journey so far. Let me just throw in a quick reminder here that if you're not up to date please don't try and get up to date. If you've missed out chapter three or two or one or even all of them, just pitch in from where we are now. Uh, You can always catch up on the rest later. I promise there are no kind of plot spoilers that will mean that you've missed something really important. So uh, don't try and guilt yourself into doing the whole, you know, the whole sort of uh, 50 chapter catch up that we do on the kind of Bible in a year sometimes. Uh, Don't try and do any of that. Just uh, start from where you are and that's absolutely fine um i i have had a particular verse on my mind uh ever since i wrote chapter four and uh in fact sometime before that as well and it's a very uh it's a lovely verse in psalm 131 and i'm actually recording this from a prayer gathering in manchester and this verse has cropped up a couple of times in our time together so I'm feeling that we must be right on the button here of, of something that God is saying to us. Um, Psalm 131 verse 2 says this, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. It's a fabulous verse. I tell you why, because just stop and think for a moment about what a weaned child is. Um probably slightly different in the psalmist culture but in our culture a weaned child is basically a toddler right so let's rerun that verse like i have calmed and quieted my soul like a toddler like a toddler with its mother like a toddler is my soul within me now now think about what it's like when you try and do stillness prayer, when you try and practice stillness. You see, I think there are two parts of being still in prayer. And by the way, this is one of the chapters that frightens a lot of people. They say to me, I can't do stillness. I just can't sit still. I can't do it. I get too distracted. That's why I'm doing this podcast, actually, because I want to reassure you. So there's stillness in body, there's sitting still, and that is a really good discipline to practice. Uh, There is actually stopping your kind of physical movement uh, long enough to let God in. But even when you've stilled your body, you've still got your soul. And the psalmist is saying, my soul is like a toddler. Well, now should we explore what it's like getting a toddler to sit still? That is a whole different business, isn't it? Just go there. I've never uh, had kids myself, and um, I don't. I am. Um, I've watched some spectacular parenting of toddlers. I have to say, and it goes something like this, as far as I can tell. So let's sit down. We're gonna. I don't know. We're gonna read a story together or whatever. Let's just sit still for a moment, shall we? Come and sit next to mummy. Come and sit next to daddy. Come and sit over here with me. Uh, and it lasts about five seconds. And then they're off. They're up and they're off and they're on the other side of the room. Oh, look, look. Oh, and they've grabbed something. And do you know what? What you do next makes all the difference, doesn't it? If you are the kind of person who gets really frustrated, and if you are, don't feel guilty. It's perfectly normal. But if you get really frustrated, you just have a goodness sake, come and sit down, would you? Uh, It doesn't go well, does it? 
some of the most amazing parenting I've seen has been people who just very patiently, every time that little one is up and off across the room, they get up, they go over, they say, oh, look, you've found a little ant running along the floor. That's that's amazing, isn't it? But I tell you what, why don't we let the ant go back to its little auntie family uh, and you come and sit next to me and we'll read a bit more of this book. Two pages later, off to the other side of the room, pressing the buttons on the video. Oh, that shows my age, doesn't it? Pressing the buttons on the DVD player, making the disc go out and in. Oh, look. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Doesn't it have nice lights on that DVD player? Yeah, but we're not going to do that for the moment. We're just going to go, we're reading this book, aren't we? Do you remember, we're reading this book and we've just got to the bit uh, where the lion's just brushing his teeth. Why don't we go back and see what happens next after the lion's finished brushing his teeth? Do you get the gist? There's a gentleness, there's a tenderness, there's a kindness about that kind of approach. And I want to say to you that if you're going to practice soul stillness, you're going to need to learn that kindness. You're going to need to learn that tenderness. You're going to need to learn that gentle, persistent, patient approach with your own soul. Because if your soul is anything like my soul, it is pulled in a hundred different directions by a hundred different things. Life causes me and you, I suspect, to function far faster, far more busily, far more intensely, far more disparately than uh, perhaps we would want a lot of the time. We have to be in six places at once in our heads, if not anywhere else. And uh, coming to soul stillness is a skill that you learn. It's a discipline you develop and it's not easy. And for me, the hallmarks are exactly in that parenting approach that I've just described to you or that that uh, that approach of managing, uh, if that's not the wrong word, a uh, distracted toddler. The first is love and kindness to yourself. You know, if your soul annoys you, your prayer life is never going to be particularly satisfying or uh, encouraging or deep or connected with God because God loves your soul. God loves every part of you. And just as he is delighted that you sit in stillness, he doesn't resent your soul, as it were, your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, He doesn't resent them for being distracted and for getting caught up in all sorts. You know what it's like. You're sitting there and you're like, right, we're here. I'm here. Forgive me. It involves talking about yourself in, in the plural, which is, you know, uncomfortable for some, but you'll get what I mean. So I'm sitting here with my soul. And uh, we're all focused and that's it. We're looking at we're looking at God and maybe reflecting on a little uh, verse about God and God's goodness. And I'm there and I'm then I'm suddenly I'm somewhere else and I'm oh, I forgot to do that job that I needed to do. Or, oh, do you know what? What that person said to me the other day, oh, that's really hurt me. I'm really annoyed about that. I'm really and, and suddenly I'm all over the room. I'm all over the I'm not all over, I'm all over my life. I'm somewhere else. And God doesn't resent me for that. God doesn't shout at my soul and go, get back and sit down. He encourages me with his help gently to go and collect my soul. Now, do you notice what I said earlier about the the parenting style is that you don't just grab the kid and go, get back over here, we're reading the book. You You acknowledge what the child has found. And what has drawn the child away? And I always say to people, don't 
beat yourself up and try and squash all your thoughts. When you're practicing stillness, you can't stop thinking. If you've ever tried to stop thinking, you'll know it's actually impossible. You can't switch your brain off. Your brain is always thinking. Thoughts are coming in, ideas, memories, possibilities, feelings are, are always lapping over your soul like waves. And your soul may well, in the early days of practicing stillness, respond to every single one of those waves and be distracted and drawn off and and, uh, and you know, you're having to go, OK, I seem to have lost my inner stillness. But instead of uh, beating yourself up, kindly go and notice where your soul has got to. Oh, yeah, you're remembering that really painful moment last week when that person said something that hurt you. That's okay, actually. Yeah, that's fair enough. But we're not doing that right now. We're not in that place to think about that right now. So let's just leave that. Let's leave it with God and let's come back and sit down and focus again on this uh, this phrase or this verse or whatever you were uh, focusing on as you began your time of stillness. And you might need to do that a hundred times. It's actually why we usually say don't start stillness for too long when you first begin because uh, the truth is you're probably going to be running after your soul fairly regularly uh, for uh, for in the early stages so maybe do 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes as I said in the book don't try and do loads um, but practice the gentle art of kindly and tenderly finding your soul wherever it has wandered off to and bringing it back to sit. That's the posture, isn't it? The the weaned child, one of the translations says my soul is like a weaned child leaning on its mother. It's when our souls, if you like, if it's not too much of a weird picture, my soul comes to sit in my lap and we together are held in the embrace of God. And that's the place you want to keep coming back to. Keep calming and quieting your soul and saying whatever's going on, we're here it's out there. We are in the embrace of God and all is well. I hope you get some precious moments of doing that over the coming couple of days. And I shall be back on uh, Saturday with a little bit more uh, on stillness. So enjoy your next couple of days. Mm.